0: Hey there, hardcore Honey fans. We got another episode coming at you this week featuring, you know, the one and only Jay Azzurri-Times Johnson. And our guest of the week, Wally Hippolito. How's it going?
1: I'm good. I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Big fan of the show. I uh, just started listening to it last week, so, you know, you guys hooked me in. But I appreciate okay. you having me.
0: That's great. We're glad that we're having a fan come on with it. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you true to any basketball teams or anything like that? You got some favorite I, favorite players or stuff. Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm from San Francisco, but I am not a Warriors fan. Thank God. I'm a huge Lakers fan. I've been a fan since I think the first when I first started watching NBA basketball was back in 99, 2000. So I'm a Lakers fan.
0: I give respect for the longevity of. I'll give you respect for the longevity.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Rest in peace to Kobe. That was definitely difficult. I love that guy. He was like a I don't know. He's I guess he would say he was like a pseudo big brother to me. And I don't even know him, which is weird. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. We had a we had a quick
0: episode on that.
1: Nice. But as of right now, I'm ever since Kobe left the league, I've been in this weird place. I mean, I love Derrick Rose and I love Steph Curry. Coming out of college, those were my two guys in their perspective years. But you know, they're getting a little older. I still love to see them, but now it's kind of weird. I, I haven't really attached myself to a player. Like, I, I really love Dame because he's from Oakland. I love Paul George because his game is so nice. But then I can't really definitively say I, I, I don't know who in this new generation I'm attached to yet. You just love the game. I just love- um,
0: <laughs> Okay, awesome. Well, also, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, tell uh, listeners, like, where they can find you on social media.
1: Yeah, um, so I actually have a podcast myself. It's called uh, the Off the Stoop podcast. Um, I talk about trending topics and news, but I'm also pushing the the story of Filipino Americans because I feel like we're a very underrepresented community. And, you know, we're just starting. I think our, our ideologies and culture are just starting to see the light. And I do want to be one of those leaders of that culture. So. You can find me at offthestooppodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can follow my personal, at Wally Hippolito. Um, I'm actually coming out with a book soon, so be on the lookout for that. If you guys want to hear some good shit talk and just random takes on things, I mean, this week I need to talk about Jada and Will. Um, come to Off The Stoop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yikes. That's Awesome to hear. Okay, uh, uh, you're totally going to be sending you a like and a subscription to that podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Okay so, okay, so this week is a topic that has been throughout the league for the past few years, but now might be a little bit bigger of a deal now that with the bubble and stuff. Mental health and everything and how the league's going to handle it. If we're going to be hearing more players coming out with it, just a little, just some Things and ideas on what we can be thinking might be going in with the mental health for these players. Okay, so first question of the day I got for you, and I'll send it to you, Wally, since you are is you are the guest of the week. So, do you think the league has prepared themselves for a an uprise of mental health issues due to just being in the situation they're at?
1: I think. I think. They, the league did the best they can i mean with nba they're the most progressive sports professional sports league in the world they kind of set the bar when it comes to all sports so they did the best that they can and i don't know if it's going to be an uprise in mental health because of the league i think just everybody in general especially being in america right now i know you guys are from canada correct or jade is from canada correct yeah i'm from I- minnesota you're from minnesota okay um i don't know how it is in canada right now but you know taylor you can attest to this like mental health is <laughs> it's failing right now in america we are probably the worst at mental health and the pressure to start to lead back up you know a lot of players don't have their minds on basketball right now of course they're the biggest thing in america right now is protesting and COVID, and a lot of the players which is a predominantly African American league, they are not I mean, aside from LeBron, they are not focused on, you know, playing a game as much as they love to, as much as they love the game. And I I think the league they did what they can and we just honestly have to wait and see because preparing for mental health in this situation, it's so it's so hectic. You can't really you can't really do anything about it because we don't know the effects that this bubble is going to have on players in two or three years from now uh i see here you want to talk about playoff mentality i could say they're in playoff mode but you know is there really a playoff mode after three or four months off and you kind of just let your uh, foot off the gas a bit
0: all right i was what i was kind of thinking into the segue of just like also the social justice issues and stuff like that jade how will just because well, this is the opportunity for the, opportunity the players to be sure. voicing their opinions, how much pressure is going to be on the players to uphold that idea that they had to voice their opinion
2: with it? I think any pressure there is, they kind of put it on themselves. They collectively kind of made that stand led by Kyrie, which is such an odd phrase for me to say. Uh, <laughs> listeners know how I feel about Kyrie's leadership, but... I mean, I I, kind of have to give it to him on this one. He he made uh, enough noise and the league is listening, which like Wally was saying, the NBA definitely sets the precedent in terms of social issues and letting the players have voices and all of that kind of thing. It's going to be a bit difficult. Um, There's a lot of conversations about how they just shouldn't play, and I didn't agree with that. For some reasons that we've discussed before in terms of they're going to be able to keep it centrally, like a central idea, but I thought of later, another thing is, it bothers me to think that young African American men have to give up income so that they can have justice. Like, to me, those two things are not congruent. They shouldn't have to be giving up their income and what will be generational wealth for their family which has already historically been difficult for African-Americans as a group to get in order for them to have justice. Like, they shouldn't have to be giving up those those things. They shouldn't have to be giving up an income so that they're not getting killed by police or mass incarcerated or all of the other things that happen. So I'm glad that they decided to go ahead. Um, and I don't think any of the players opted out based on the social justice um, Um, things I know a lot of WNBA players are sitting out the season to pursue that kind of thing but I don't think any of the NBA players did and I'm glad that they didn't
0: Uh, one thing speaking of the social like with the teams like now being able to have like the sayings on the jerseys um the the league only gave a list of what you could have um, it was
2: a long list, though. Did you look at the list?
0: I, I saw, what was it, like 30 things or something? It was like a that?
2: long list.
0: I just, I wish it the players could have chose themselves, maybe get like, hey, here's my idea, kind of maybe get it pre-approved by the league, but have the players yeah, come up with their then own Yeah, but
2: they've name. got like two, yeah, like we've got, what, 300-some-odd players, 400 players in the bubble. If they all came up with their own that's all one one or two or three individual shirts that have to be printed between now and the end of the month
1: At that point it, it just becomes too much money and like you said like jade said you these players are already losing a lot of money and i think if players were to be able to choose um individually things that they would say it would come out of their pocket although it is a few dollars it would still come out of their pocket.
2: Looking at that list, like, if you couldn't find something in that list that you could stand by, I mean, you're just whining at that point to me.
1: Yeah, you, I, I agree. I agree. You're definitely just, um, you're, it's very nitpicky at that point.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I bring that up also because Jalen Brown, I think it was, and I might be wrong with it, listeners, Um, if I am wrong, just send a tweet, comment on the Facebook page, calling me out with it. I think it was Jalen Brown that was the person that kind of, no messing that one up michael Sc- mike scott from the 76ers oh that's who brought it up
1: you know what i i don't think Mike Mike scott really has the cachet to uh to say that type of stuff <laughs> <laughs> you no know, i mean if if we were in the ring or like an mma gym for sure but i don't know mike you got you gotta you gotta stay in your lane sometimes bro <laughs> So what
2: was, I didn't actually, I saw the headlines, but I didn't have time to actually read the story. Like, what was the specific objection? Just that they couldn't pick their own? It was just the
0: league gave them a set list and some of the players had another idea that they wanted to use. It would it, like some of it was phrases that were still social justice things that were going on that just wasn't on the list, okay. or there was an issue that they held to them, like that personally affected them that they wanted to use. So that was the thing. I was just curious if maybe Mike Scott had his own idea that he wanted to have. Speaking of the social and going back into the mental health with it, how much has this? Because most of the players have been involved with these movements. Um, which has been great. Uh, how much of that mental, how much of that toll on the mind is going to transfer over to this bubble situation, Wally?
1: Um, honestly, I, I think it'll. You know, I think it's taken a lot out of the players. You know, um, mental health is. It's something that I'm actually starting to work on now. I'm 29 years old, going on 30 soon.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sound excited about that
1: yeah uh, i think it'll carry on with them into the bubble they can you know they could get all the therapy they want i think those are one of the one of the services provided to the players during this um during the bubble you know they just have to be able to and i don't even want to tell them to do this they just have to be able to kind of suck it up and play if they want to be there they have to mentally put it put those mental challenges to the side it's it's like tra- It's like their travel every day. They, they're from city to city. That takes a mental and a health toll. I think they have to take that same approach and kind of skew it because they're going to be in the same place for three months. And I guess that is a little bit of relief, but not so much because there's so much going on outside of them that they can't do anything about, especially with these players who are so heavily involved with, this, with the movement at the moment.
0: A lot of these players are very involved with it also maybe uh just a mental drainage for it. Like Jade, are we gonna see some uh the real people that have the mental endurance and the mental toughness this time around than usual?
2: Yeah, I mean I think every year when you get to the playoffs, that conversation of mental toughness comes up. And I think this year it's gonna be more important than it's ever been because it is gonna be such a different situation we talked last week about how the younger players are probably going to be able to adjust to it a little bit easier, but I think some of the older players, uh, some of the veteran players who are used to being in the playoffs, this is a completely different thing for them. They've done years of playoffs where it's travel and it's hotel rooms and it's home court and it's road games and that whole thing, the media that goes with it, right? The media is going to be limited. Everything's going to be different this year. So I think some of the players are going to really have to, like, yeah, they're going to have to zone in. And I totally agree with Wally when he says they're going to kind of have to just suck it up. Because at the end of the day, I don't mean to to minimize the stress on them in this situation. But at the same time, like, I know people everywhere around the world are going through way worse than having to be stuck in a luxury hotel in Orlando for three months to play basketball. I mean, the reality is their lives could be a hell of a lot worse. So whenever I'm in a situation, that's kind of how I approach it. Like things suck today, but they could be this much worse. And I think if I was an NBA player, it would just be like, I, I'm blessed to, to have this opportunity to begin with. And I, I'm a big believer in terms of mental health that you can do a lot just by changing your perspective, by choosing to think about things positively instead of choosing to focus on negative things. And I think there's a lot for these players to be, feel positive about. And a lot of the videos that have come out on social media um, in the last few days kind of shows to me that the majority of players are in kind of a positive mindset. They're, They're more happy to have the opportunity to finish the season than they are worried or down about other things.
0: All these players are like in this one luxury place. It can almost, for at least, especially like for the younger players, remind them of going to the basketball camps that they used to go to where they would stay overnight too, like for the week. And they would just, you're just playing basketball with it. And also, the younger players might be a little bit more prepared for this, at least playing style, because most of them just came back, came off of AAU. So this is the exact same playing style that they're used to. If anything, the NBA has been, the NBA schedule has been foreign to them. So with just going with that, Wally, comfortability with the setup for it, how will the team, younger teams, how will it benefit them more?
1: You know, that was a good point that you guys brought up, uh, the AAU thing and Jay, uh, Jade's point of, of um, younger players adjusting. I didn't really think about that. My whole mindset for the players going to this whole thing was the younger players are going to, they're going to hate it. And the older players they're gonna address really well. And my thinking was because, you know, they're older players, they're not gonna want to travel as much to Jade's point. They they don't want to travel as much, they're gonna want to stay in one place and their family is there. And I guess I was thinking for players like Lebron who are like quote unquote like old old, it's it'll be it's like a luxury for them because they can go back to like you said, that AAU where they're just playing and then they just they get to hang out with their families all the time my thinking for the younger players was these are young millionaire kids who want to go like who want to go fucking wild with their money they're going to die over there they're going to suffer that entire time they're going to they're going to call a couple girls who are in La- orlando it's going to get crazy
0: i guess when you think of these pl- young players there they're new millionaires and They're going into what would usually be an off-season for them, where they can just either train and then also just do whatever they want with their newfound money. That's something I didn't really think about. Good point there with that, Wally. So then, also, how will, Jade, the living situation in general affect the mental health of the players? Just because... We've seen some of the pictures that are going on with it. Like, yes, it's luxury hotel, but I saw there was a post that Joe Ingles put up on his Instagram of like this chicken he had, and that looked. I was like, ooh. Like Jade, you sang a foodie the other night, you would have, yes, would have felt uncomfortable with it. And then I saw on Tyus Jones' Instagram account or Snapchat, i can't remember what it was. It was. A- giant cockroach dead dead, in his room
2: no so jade
0: how are these living situations gonna affect the mental health of these players
2: so i think the distinction is going to be between the bachelors and the family dudes right the guys who are single this is not going to be a huge adjustment right I Like, they're 20-something dudes. I expect them to be slobs more, more often than not. Like, I just think being alone in a hotel room surrounded by dudes is not going to be a huge adjustment for them. For the guys who are married and have families, I think it's going to be harder on them. Um, I think of the Raptors, of course, specifically, because I am a Raptors fan. and All of the Raptors are very family-driven. Right. They're always posting about their families and the Raptors organization actually surprised all the Raptors by having pictures of their families waiting for them in their rooms when they arrived, which was really cool. But, yeah, I think that that's going to be the distinction. I think the, the guys that have women in their lives, it's going to be a much harder transition than the single guys.
0: If they truly cared about their players, it wouldn't just be a picture. It would be a fat head plastered on the wall, life-size-fits-it-all. <laughs> they, they did that. They've
2: never heard any other teams even doing more than pictures, so I'll take it. <laughs> also, they showed up in their buses have Black Lives Matter in letters across the sides. And with like the Raptors logo, and then they have the champions just the little letters on the back. So they were really focusing on on their their stance and and Messiah jury has has said it's time to stop being quiet so they're definitely they're leaning into that hard
0: we're gonna be hearing some things
1: from those Raptor players I'm guessing then so I think it was reported yesterday Harden Harden Lucas Chardomar and Russ they didn't travel with the team what do you think of stars and just players in general not traveling with the team into the bubble. Is that a problem to you? I Do think, you think it's a
2: problem when it's a star player. Like, when it's Russ and, and Harden, I think that would concern me if I was a Rockets fan, if I was their teammates. Like, Kyle Lowry has been basically MI since shutdown. He's been doing his own workouts. He didn't work out with the team um, in their pre-bubble quarantine, but he traveled with the team to arrive at Disney right so even when he wanted to do his own thing when it came time for everybody to arrive he arrived with everybody Um, we also know Kawhi Leonard we talked about this on our live show this week didn't travel with the team but he had a family thing that the team gave him permission to show up after so do you know why Russ and Harden didn't travel with them?
1: You know those reports haven't really come out but I mean that's That's usually kind of a little suspect, you know. I know they've been spending a lot of time in L.A. back at home. So maybe it's just a matter of how to travel from L.A. all the way to the bubble safely. I mean, I hope they're you know. I mean, they're going to be cutting it
2: close if they don't get on the road within another day or two here, right? Like, today's the 11th. Play starts on the 30th, and they have to quarantine for 14 days. So... They have to, wherever they are, they have to get moving like soon.
0: Like, I, I got first a little confused why Luke and Bob Mute was there, but then I realized him and uh, Russ were, I think they were teammates in college because I know they're both UCLA and Elms.
1: They went to the Final Four. They went to the Final Four with uh, Kevin Love. That was a great team. That was a great they team. Have
0: Darren Collison, too.
1: Yeah, and Josh Shipp.
0: That was a stack I remember squad. I don't who Chip was, but. <laughs> that was a stack squad. Anywho, but with this, I wouldn't be looking too much into it just because it is Harden and Westbrook. Like, we're still going to be hearing about them regardless because who they are. Harden is always in the social media. And I mean, he dated a Kardashian or a Jenner. I can't remember which one is which. We're gonna oh, be I, hearing about him. We're gonna uh, not worried. If I'm a Rockets uh, fan, I'm not worried too much about that. I'm worried about how we can win with PJ Tucker at center.
1: <laughs> that's
0: my that's my concern as a
1: Rockets fan. But
2: that's the million dollar question right there.
1: That that might that might need a Patrick Mahomes five hundred million dollars. That's the five hundred million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> there we go with that, but.
0: Going back to, let's swing it back here to the mental health going like we started before. What does it say about the league? Because we have players like DeMar DeRozan, and Kevin Love and stuff like that, really leading it all. What does it say about the league and its players that they are so, uh, voice their opinions
1: so much on it? Wally. I think that, I think it says more about the players than it does the league. Because the players, they're they're realizing that it's not all the entire thing is not just a physical aspect of the game. Sure, that is, of course, it's important, but you also have to be healthy mentally to play these games. I mean, we've seen a lot of people, quote unquote, like break down over the years. Like, um, you know, most most recently comes to mind is um, Dennis Rodman. And you saw that mental breakdown he had during the, during the Last Dance documentary. And while they didn't, while they didn't tag it as a mental breakdown, leaving leaving a team for a week straight and uh, in the middle of a playoff run, that's that that's cause for concern, you know. And these players, they're, they're just taking themselves and their mental health a lot more seriously, which in turn ha- has to have, the league has to do the same. So I, I really commend the players on that, like DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Loveford charging forward. Yeah.
0: Jay, do you agree with Wally on that?
2: To a point, I think the league does have something to do with it, too, because I think if other leagues were as favorably inclined toward the idea that mental health is important, you would see more players from other leagues talking about it a bit more freely. You can't tell me that they're not NFL players when they're thinking about all the concussions and all the stuff in recent years that has come to light more about the risk to them to play the sport they play that are not having mental health issues. And you don't hear it a lot from the NFL league. You don't hear it a ton from the NHL. You don't hear it from MLB as much. Like It's one another one of those ways that the NBA is kind of at the forefront. So I think it's a combination. I think we see the players, yes, taking it more seriously, but you can take it seriously privately. So I think the fact that they're coming forward with it does have to do with the fact that the league is very supportive of the idea that it's a real problem. It's something that should be addressed. I want to take this moment just to remind the world that DeMar DeRozan was the first one to come forward recently and really open up about it. Uh, I see lots of narratives on Twitter that talk about it being Kevin Love, which in this environment of Black Lives Matter bothers me because it was a black player that talked about it first. Everybody only talks about the white player that did it after. Just a note there. Um, The other thing that I will say, and it's a question that I've asked for a long time, is I don't understand why it's not just policy for every team to have a therapist, either on staff or at least on retainer. A lot of these players are coming from difficult backgrounds. You know, there's a range of backgrounds in the NBA, They've dealt with different things. Even people that have had solid families have had tragic losses like a Kawhi Leonard. You've had your, your players that are coming from nothing and and building themselves up into something like Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher's mom kicked him out of the house when he was 16 because her man didn't like him. Like, his own mom kicked him out over a man. So, like, there's lots of stories of, of people deal with things just like anybody else NBA deal with things. So... I would really like to see that become just standard that every team, and maybe it is, if it is, I'd like to hear more about it, but it to my knowledge, just recently not is. Just recently. it is.
0: Yes. Ever since. Cause I, yeah, I know that DeMar DeRozan did come out first with it, which thank mm-hmm. you Jay for that shout out and recognition of that, that point. I think once that came in, the league did something about it because I know that, When Kevin Love came out with it, it was because he had a full-on panic attack in the middle of the game, and he had to get walked out, and he had to, if I remember the story correctly, he spoke with a team therapist or something like that to help him through everything, but... I think the league has finally adjusted it. I think it's been more of an Adam Silver thing than it was a David Stern thing, though, with that.
2: I would say that, too. David Stern, as much as he was a great commissioner, I think belonged to that generation more like my parents, where I shouldn't say my parents, it's more my dad, where he just doesn't understand. Yeah. He doesn't understand the concept of mental health and that your mental health can affect your physical health and make you feel like absolute crap physically like he's one of those old school that's just like oh just get over it.
1: Pull up by your bootstraps and keep going, right? That type yeah, of one. And I exactly. think exactly. I think to your point Jade, these kids did come from very traumatizing situations and you got to think they're the best of the best at what they do. So they took that and just channeled it into anger and they never they didn't realize that you kind of as a person, not just as a player, you have to go back and really attack those or, you know, come face-to-face with those demons. And you're so entrenched in becoming the best, working so hard 24-7. Like you guys said, they're in an AAU program in the summers, and then during the school year, they're training year-round now. They don't really – they're not really afforded the opportunity to take a step back and really think, is there something going on in in my mind? Until a Kevin Love happens, until a DeMar DeRozan – Comes out and says something about it. So Jade, you're right. It does have to do with the league, and the, I think the league and the players do they meet pretty well halfway. And um, yeah. Shout out to David Stern, rest in peace. But he was definitely of the old mold of um of just just keep playing. You know, you'll be mm-hmm.
2: in terms of the league being a leader. I think this is another way that they can show leadership. Like Wally said, to to kind of start out, mental health issues are a big problem in the States. They're a big problem here too. I've had had people very close to me. I've had my own moments in my life where I needed that help and it's not easy to find and it's not cheap. So like what you can get under OHIP here covers maybe eight sessions. And for a lot of people, that's not going to be enough. And if they don't have the money to go beyond that, it might just be enough to realize, oh, I have all these problems and not be able to fix them. Right, It's going to be a half measure. So I think that's another way, like I said, I would like to see the league be more vocal about the mental health support because it's another way that they, they can lead. It's another avenue where they have millions of eyes on them every week, every month, during the season, off season, all the time, where they can be helping make people aware that this is okay. It's okay to have mental health. What's not okay is to pretend it doesn't exist. What's not okay is to pretend that you can just get over it. What's not okay is to not have access to the care that you need in order to be healthy in that way.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, Speaking of DeRozan, he actually had a few words to say about the bubble rules that came out. And so just to go back to that one. So the rules came with the 113 page health. And Safety Handbook, we all kind of remember with that. And uh, DeMar DeRozan had some issues with it. And so he says, the ping pong thing is ridiculous, to be honest. Guys can't do this, but we can do do this battle over each other. That part just don't make no sense to me. I got through ten lines of the handbook and just put it down because it was so frustrating and overwhelming at times. Because you just never thought you'd ever see a situation, something like this. So it's hard to process at times. So for me, at least, what I'm taking, seeing right now is DeMar DeRozan saw the first, first few lines of it all and realized the significance on what's going on right now and the things that the league has gone through. Jade, with finding out all this stuff, like when they're going through the hell stuff, how is that going to affect that mindset for the players?
2: Yeah, I think DeMar DeRozan's a great example because he's been in lockdown with the rest of us since the end of March, but it was seeing this handbook that was just kind of like too much. And I don't think that was really about the league. I think it probably had more to do with the realization of this is the kind of stuff we're going to have to do to get back to life, right? And not just in the NBA, across everywhere, In Canada, Ontario specifically, where I live right now, our numbers have been, we've flattened the curve, the numbers have been consistently going down, but that has required all the Canadian politeness that exists of we're all wearing masks when we go out, we're all keeping distance, nobody is protesting that we have to stay in or things aren't open or that we're wearing masks. Like it's taken following all of these guidelines and it's working, it hasn't been the easiest thing But it's been a requirement for our lives to get back to pseudo normal. And that's the thing that we're not seeing happen in the States where everybody just kind of wants to do what they want to do. And that's causing these numbers, especially in places like Florida and Texas, to just skyrocket when a lot of the rest of the world has been able to get it under control. So I think it has more to do with the fact that I think it kind of just hit him, the scope of it, seeing all of those rules and regulations was just kind of like, oh crap, like this is life for the foreseeable future. I have to agree with him though, the ping pong thing is ridiculous. If they're going to be playing games on the floor, banging into each other, sweating all over each other, all that crap, let them play ping pong in their off hours. I I have to agree with Damar on that one.
0: Wally, do you agree with Jade on that or you thinking something different with it?
1: No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with everything she said. I think that, yeah, DeMar didn't just see that for um, for the bubble, but he thought this this could be a this is a United States world. issue. This is how things could be. This is how we could be living within the next year, year and a half or two years, however long it takes to find a vaccine or whatever happens and he's just thinking about the longevity and probably concerned about his family to be honest i know he has um he has a son doesn't he Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah i think he was just thinking about uh he was concerned about his family and how they're going to live in the foreseeable future
0: and once you throw family in the mix with it that throws in a whole other wrench with it I Swinging it over to the family's mental health with it, Jade, how do you think those families are coping with it, thinking about, okay, my partner is a couple hours away from me for most of the people or half across the, most of the players half across the country in this very dangerous time. What kind of mental health toll does it take on the family?
2: Yeah, I think it's rough. I think it already takes a special kind of partner to be with an NBA player. The good relationships, especially. I'm not talking about, you know, the Tristan Kardashian, (laughs) Tristan Thompson, Kardashian relationships. I'm not talking about those ones. I'm talking about like Giannis Antetokounmpo and his his, um, girlfriend or wife and their kids and like the really family oriented guys. I think it already takes a special type of partner to be with an NBA player because there is that travel and they're not with them all season. I know some of them travel a fair bit, but they're not at every single game. So I think that's going to put them in a better position than most of us would be to deal with the situation. But I think it's still difficult. And I think the idea that it's in Florida, with the numbers having been what they've been the last few weeks, is an additional concern. But I know there's a lot of back and forth. Like, I, I feel like there'd be more concern for the families of people like coach d'antoni and coach popovich who let's face it are a much higher risk if they get covid than any of the players are they're older they're not in the the prime of their lives in their prime physical condition so i think it it's a combination of already being people who are used to having non-traditional family lives and also the confidence of the players themselves showing up to go knowing they had the option to opt out I'm sure those are conversations they had with their partners uh, before deciding whether they were going to go to the bubble or not. So I think I think there's definitely going to be concern, but I think they're going to probably be able to handle it fairly well.
0: Okay. Just now that you mentioned with the uh, the coaches, because I totally just keep on forgetting about the coaches. I was thinking about the players with it. Wally, how as a coach, since you're usually having to be the one that's the strongest mentally. How can a coach deal with this?
1: I think um, I think you you know Jade keeps bringing up that the NBA has to have these um, these therapists on call or someone on staff. I think for the coaches in this situation they kind of have to be that they kind of have to be the therapist for all 15 other guys. They know the situation. They are they're very aware but most of all they know their guys they know how to they know how to tick their guys mentally and i think you have to take every single player into account and really soothe their minds and have them focus on basketball pop does a great job of this outside of basketball he knows his guys so well and that comes with longevity and being in one place for so long so i don't know how many coaches can actually do that but for the guys do have longevity or guys who just have the guys who just have like the respect of their players they have to go out themselves and not you know not order a team meeting where we're 15 guys around singing kumbaya and talking about our feelings like an aa meeting no you have to call a guy you know we'll meet at the ping pong table no because no one's going to be there anyways Um, (laughs) we'll stand six or seven feet apart and we'll talk it out like you let me know what you're feeling and I'll help you the best way I can.
0: Yep. Who is it going to show the most when it comes to mental endurance from the coaches or the players, Jade?
2: I think it's got to be that one guy. I was going to say every team, but then I thought of Philadelphia and Philadelphia doesn't have that guy, somebody that they look to as a leader on the the floor <laughs> I can't say every team because every team in the bubble doesn't have that but like I think of their leadership people Giannis is going to be that guy for the Bucks. Kyle's going to be that guy for the Raptors Kemba will be that guy for the Celtics like most teams have someone but then some teams don't really have that leadership the Nets aren't going to have it the Wizards aren't going to have it the Magic don't really have anybody aforementioned 76ers Portland even, like, I see Dame score lots and CJ score lots, but I don't know that they have that pull with their team in terms of personal kind of relationships. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how it works out. But I think whoever that guy is that is the heart of your team, I think is going to have the biggest influence on on the team's overall adjustment.
0: Yeah, good point Uh, with having that appropriate Uh, leadership with it all well i think we've done a pretty solid job at touching up on some of that mental health awareness with it unless uh uh while you got something to finish off with with the idea and i think maybe we could just swing into that fast break
1: no no that was good this was a great talk i mean this is something that you know nba players are bringing to the forefront and it's so good because we're such a this nation, and I, I think I could say this, the entire world is basketball centric at this point. And for grown men, you know, kids whose heroes these are, to to come, uh, to come to light and say, you know what, I have mental health issues, and it's okay to have that. I think this is a, um, I think it's a step, a big step worldwide as far as mental health, especially at a time like this. Perfect.
0: Okay, so before we swing in on fast breaks. Uh, today's episode is presented by PropMe. So PropMe is a social wagering platform catered to the everyday sports fans, just like us. It has peer-to-peer betting marketplace for social wagering. It's also a sports betting platform that also includes esports now. A company that leads in social wagering innovation. Join PropMe on the Google Play Store or Apple App Store. Sign up and join the movement. Okay. So fast break time with it. Wally, we'll start with you since you're the guest of the week. What would be your go-to thing for reducing your stress in the bubble? You read a book, play a video game, or like what? What would be your go-to thing?
1: Reading or writing for sure. I'd uh I'd have to I'd have to escape. Going a whole other go to a whole other world. I'd have to turn my phone off for for the times that I don't need it, which is probably the entire time. If I'm a single guy, you know. <laughs>
0: Who knows? Maybe you'll you'll find something on uh, a dating app. Who knows? Uh, They can come in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can video chat.
0: Yeah, exactly. My fiance right now is in Mexico and we video chat. Uh, Jade, what would be your go-to thing?
2: So a good book, a glass of wine, and a bubble bath.
0: And a bubble bath. And that's all obtainable in that room because you know you're going to be getting
2: that (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're gonna be
0: getting that nice bathtub and that's gonna be long enough for them too like okay, jade which would be more a toll on the mind for you in the living situation with the bubble the food the living situation or just the activities that the players are allowed to do in the extent of what they can do
2: oh definitely the food <laughs> and it's, it's not close <laughs> It's definitely the food. Like I have a lot of kind of solo things, as you can see. Like I knit during podcasts all the time. I'm always doing something like that. And I work from home already, so being kind of stuck between the court and the gym and my room would not be a thing for me. But like, food's got to be good, man.
0: <laughs> That's the sound back soundbite of the week, right there, Jade. <laughs> Check out this week. See why Jade said this. Wally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would be the biggest toll on your mind if, if you I, were living in the bubble?
1: I completely agree with Jade. I, if I don't have good food, I it won't even be my mental mind. I'm gonna die out and wilt away. <laughs> like my mind will be so far removed from my body, it wouldn't even matter how my mental health is doing. Like I need my food. I, I need good chicken because that, that chicken looked dry as shit. It looked like jerk, chicken jerky by the time it got to um, whoever's yeah. room. And a bag of chips is not going to do it for me. And four grapes is not it either. So food, hands down. <laughs> Especially when you're the size
0: that all these players are. Like, you can't just be skimping out on meals. Like, no, you need this extra energy with it. Okay, last question of the day. Jade, we'll start with you with this one. How would you rate the league's help towards mental health awareness overall would you, on a scale of one to ten?
2: I will give them a six. And I think those last four points would come in from what I said earlier. I want big awareness about it. I want there to be campaigns. I want there to be spots during during games like, I want it to be something that they really lean into as something that's just important as the Black Lives Matter movement, right? People want to come back with that bullshit and say all lives matter. Yeah, we get it. Not the point. But that's true, too. Mental health care is something that everybody can benefit from. And it's woefully underprovided, especially in North America.
0: And then we'll finish off with you with this here, Wally. How would you rate the league's help? towards it all
1: i'll be a little bit nicer than jade um especially because i don't know as much about mental health i'll give them an eight because this this is brand new territory for them and i'm not going to say they're doing the best they can but they've at least taken the step and taken more steps in more rec- in the recent years than in the last 40 or 40 years that the nba has been been a thing so i'll give them an eight
0: Okay. Give them an eight. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd be giving them a seven just because this is no other leagues really doing it. And it's kind of new territory for them. Like you were saying, Wally. So, and they're trying just to figure it out themselves. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, this has been great today. Thank you so much Wally for coming in and giving your takes with us all. It's been a great time and, just a reminder for all the fans, all the listeners, don't be afraid about getting checked up. Mental health is very important, especially these times. Don't be afraid to talk to someone. If you can get a therapist or someone, go for it. If you just talk to a friend, go for it. Don't belittle your mental health. Okay, well, on that note, do you guys got a finishing note that you'd like to end off with this week?
2: Yeah, just remember to follow us on Twitter, and we have our page set up on Facebook. We've got lots of fun content there. Uh, We have a YouTube channel, so check that out, and you can find us pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, CastBox, you name it, we are there. And also, we have a store now with hardcore honey and hardcore hunks tanks and t shirts. We're gonna have some more products coming at you uh, as we go forward. We put together a few more things, but make sure you check those out. They're pretty cool.
0: Awesome! I'm super excited for this merchandise. So everyone else should be because I am right about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> Jade, thank you, Wally. I'm Taylor, and we out. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys thank you so much me on man it was a great time and uh hope we can do this again soon with basketball
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) with basketball
1: in the meantime everybody stay safe stay healthy all right yep as always adios (laughs)